Hi, welcome to Coffee and Creatives. We're so glad that you're joining us today. This week, we're talking about week eight of Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, Recovering a Sense of Strength. This week, we talk about a major creative block, time. In this episode, we talk about our goals and writing down that goal and naming it and how we can get there. We look at our one-week goal, our month goal, our three-year goal, and our five-year goal. And how are we going to get there and what practical steps we're going to take. So grab a cup of coffee or a whole pot and enjoy our show. All right. Welcome to Coffee and Creatives. We have a special guest with us today. We've got Christina. Christina, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am Christina. (laughs) Um, I know you guys from a long time ago. We go way back. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, I live in New York um, and am excited to get into this chapter. Kind of made me want to go back and and read the whole book. So I'm excited to talk more about it. Christina is um, a childhood friend of mine. And well, we're still friends, but we were... um, and she is an amazing singer and just an all-around great musician. And she also is a really good writer. Um, whenever I read her stuff, I'm like, wow, what diction, what insight. She's so great. Um, so we feel super blessed to have her sharing um, her experience with being an artist and growing in creativity. And we thought not only is she an amazing person, but she adds in the insight of um, not just being a writer, but also being a musician. She actually sang at my wedding, and it was, like, so beautiful. I did. That's right. Mm. That was a long time ago. <laughs> what about that? I don't remember that. Wait, was that at, at the ceremony or the reception? At the ceremony. At the ceremony, yeah. Oh. Not every moment of my wedding is emblazoned <laughs> in the memory. <laughs> You don't cherish every single second of the ceremony. You don't think it over every night before you go to bed. Every night before I go to bed, I think about Becca's wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I rehearse it in my head. (laughs) You are like a super beautiful bride. All right. So, Becca, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Mexican chispas coffee. It's very good. Got some heavy cream in it. I like it. Nice. What are you drinking? I am drinking Cafe Du Monde coffee this morning. Hey, the New Orleans? Yeah, it's my favorite. I got some because I was feeling, I got the quarantine blues this week, so I ordered some. And it's really good. What about you, Anna? What are you drinking this morning? Well, I finished my coffee real fast. Um, It was Stumptown. It was good. I definitely, like, creamed it down because I shouldn't have a ton of coffee. So, but it was, it was really good. It was my usual. What about you, Christina? What are you drinking this morning? I'm drinking black coffee. I think it's Pete's Coffee. Nice. Which is Patrick's, like, favorite brand ever. So he always makes me get it. It's really good. I like Pete's Coffee, too. That's good coffee. And Pete, uh, not Pete, oh gosh, Patrick is Christina's husband. Just <laughs> Patrick, Pete, whatever. 
All right. So we, um, this week is week eight and that is recovering a sense of strength. So this week we were supposed to be tackling a major creative block, which is time. And we're exploring the ways in which you use your perception of time, um, and take creative risks with it. So what were your guys' first impressions of this chapter? It was so long. Yeah, it was really it long. It was a really long chapter. <laughs> that was my first impression. <laughs> and I feel like she brought up so many different ideas. I really liked the quote by Theodore uh, Rothke that said, we learn by going where we have to go. I thought that was like just really good with like, because sometimes I feel like, oh, I have to get to this point and then I can do the thing I'm supposed to do. But you kind of like learn on the job. You learn on your way. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Anna? What were your first impressions of the chapter? Um, I really liked when she was talking about gain disguised as loss. And then she said um, on page 140, the grace to be a beginner is always the best prayer for an artist. The beginner's humility and openness lead to exploration. Exploration leads to accomplishment. All of it begins at the beginning with the first small and scary step, which I always highlight, just do something small. And then every day in my life, I'm like, I don't know, should I do art? But um, the same thoughts and ideas always strike me because I just need to start. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, and I think just that fear of not being perfect at something or not being an expert in it is, like, hard to overcome. But having the idea of, like, a growth mindset when you fail it's good because it helps you grow and to like, yeah, just kind of have that sense of grit and that it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. what do you think, Christina, about it overall? Yeah. I really liked, um, when she talks about, I think it's page 137. She talks about, um, finding like other avenues when you're blocked, like, um, for creativity and, I feel like that's something in my life that has really helped me get unblocked in like other creative areas, like finding something else to do. Um, And it kind of just like loosens everything up. Yeah, I actually thought of you. Really? When I was reading that, because I remember. funny. Yeah, because um, I remember when we were visiting you in Nashville, you just kind of mentioned offhand how you were taking ballet classes. And I just remember being like, whoa. Christina is, like, probably the best singer I've ever known and, like, one of the best writers I've ever read. I have read Shakespeare, but you're close. Um, But she's doing, like, ballet as, like, a creative outlet, and maybe she's great at it. I don't know. She's Christina. Shakespeare, Christina. She's doing this thing as, like, like, um, a creative outlet, and she's a beginner at it. And that's just, I was just really inspired by that like little offhanded comment. Yeah, well, that's funny because that, I think, is one, that's something, that's, like, the first thing that comes to my mind because that was a time when I was, like, very blocked just, like, writing. I wasn't writing at all. We had, like, just moved there. Um, and for about a year, I mean, I was, like, working a lot. I was tired. I didn't know what I wanted to write. Like, I was just super blocked. And, um, doing that class, like doing that ballet class, even just like the structure of it, like making myself go like twice a week, um, kind of building those routines and structures, I think 
just, I don't know. It just does something. It's like when you're, when you wash the dishes or do something kind of like almost mindless and it, your brain kind of starts to wander kind of that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I think somebody writes about that in a book that I read, but I have to remember what book it is. Um, did you ever read the drawing from the left side of the brain? No, I haven't. Write that down. That book talks, it talks about it. Um, about how, like, when you're driving, sometimes you can, like, not remember that you're driving because your brain just kind of starts going, and then your mind can wander and your body just kind of knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and how when you draw in a more, not necessarily, like, I don't know, um, when you draw in a very structured, like, I want this to look exactly like this way, that can happen to your brain, too, where you're just kind of, like, letting your just... You're, I'm not doing a good job, but you can kind of go on autopilot yeah. and how that can be relaxing and good. And a couple of things do it, like the dishes. When you do your dishes, it does that, or anything with structure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, let's jump in to the early learning pattern. So she was talking about how um, how sometimes we can carry things over from our childhood or early. I don't know. What do you guys think of childhood? Because, like, when I was doing this, I thought mostly of, like, later high school. There is so much digging yeah. into childhood in this. Yeah, there is. What 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 is childhood, though? Is it, like, <laughs> when I think of childhood, I often think of, like, I mean, like, before the age of 10. But when I'm doing these exercises, I'm mostly feeling and talking about, and writing about, um, like high school. Mm-hmm. What about you, Becca? Do you feel more focused on like, or like early, early childhood or like, I kind of have a mix, but I think a lot of really defining things happened when I was a teenager. Like we had a lot of big changes and big, I guess like personhood shaping events when I was a teen. Um, I feel like, yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say, Anna? Um, I was just going to say, like, it kind of annoys me that we always go back to childhood and, like, our childhood scars or, like, the bad art teacher. Because I feel like we really flushed that out in the first week. And I'm, like, I just, I'm, like, so tired of processing. (laughs) I'm also a seven that likes to avoid pain. But still, I'm just kind of, like, okay, I already went through this. Like, I know what happened. I'm over it. Like, can we stop going back to, like... The one art teacher that like hurt your feelings or something. <laughs> um, I, I like thinking about our childhood, like in an artistic way. Like when we talked about like a couple weeks ago, like what we did as kids or like, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, but I felt like with this one, you could take it in a positive direction. So I took it positive. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Um, Let's go to question. We're going to skip a bunch of these just because we don't have time to talk about every single one of them. But let's go to 12. So I grew up thinking artists were blank people. Christina, how did you grow up thinking about artists? What kind of people they were? Yeah, it's like a really um, interesting question. Like one, I feel like I had to really think about because I wasn't sure. Um, But one thing that came to mind was like, I think I always thought that they were kind of like maybe loud and like um, not loud. That's not really the right word. Mm. Just, I guess, confident. I think just like the people that I knew, I guess this is kind of thinking more like high school, but like 
just like all out there and like super, I don't know if like popular is the right word, but just like not like big personality. Yeah. Like big personalities. And I think just ultimately like, I didn't see myself like that. And so that's kind of something that, um, as I was answering these questions, I feel like was kind of coming out. Um, and it kind of like leads into a previous question where it's like, um, I can't be blank and an artist. And I think I always thought like, oh, I can't be quiet and confident and an artist or like shy and nervous and an artist. Mm -hmm. So I think that was something at least that popped out for me. Yeah. What about you, Becca? How did you grow up thinking about artists? I put that I thought they were like charmed people and like, I guess what I meant was like that they were like special and they had some sort of special thing that I couldn't have. Like they just had some sort of like spell or like thing about them where it's like, oh, they're an artist. You can just see the golden glow on them. And I obviously don't have a golden glow. Mm. So I'm not one of those like people who are like, oh, here's, here's my wonderful art, you know, like not taking into account, I guess, like the struggle and the growth, you know? Yeah. What about you, Anna? How did you grow up thinking about artists? Um, I wrote that they were, like, proud and celebrated, but kind of leaning into, like, they were, like, confident people, yeah. and yeah. everybody admired them. I um, I, I think the artists that, like, I really connected to in childhood and I thought about a lot were um, Van Gogh and then Da Vinci, and they both had pretty kind of sad lives. So I grew up thinking people were kind of sad, like artists were sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the next one is the person who shipwrecked my confidence was. Let's name them and tag them in this and make them listen to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, I, so I had a professor when I was at college who was like, I, he said this directly to me. He was like, you know, I really don't think you should draw people. Or I think, I, you know, I just don't think artists in general should really be drawing people. I think we should focus, like, if you want to be successful, you should draw, just, like, draw flowers. This <laughs> is just really, every time it stuck with me. Like, I really hated to draw flowers. Well, you know, there's not a lot of artists who draw people. It's kind of really niche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, that kind of just stuck with me. I was like... I think he was probably struggling in his own artistic journey. Wow. And it was just kind of like, what are you saying? You assigned us to do figures. Why are you now being like, okay, I should just really be drawing flowers. <laughs> but, oh, man. Did you have anybody that, like, popped into your head, Anna, for this? Um, I originally thought of, like, a high school art teacher, but... In hearing your story, it made me think about a sculpture teacher I had in college who she in herself is a very uh, unique person, just like very, very unique, but very specific. And like that's like in the way that her hair and her glasses were like her style was just very clean cut and lines. And I have a very like mm -hmm. messy, loose style with like art and stuff. And I made Every time she would check on my sculpture, she was kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> I'd be like, no, like, I have this vision. Like, believe in me. And so then when it finally came together, she was like, you know, I have to say, like, 
this looks this turned out really good and it it just kind of shows how like sometimes the art reflects the artist you know like this looks really wonky and you're kind of like a wonky person and I was like what and it was like you're very the weirdest thing but like I think I think in a strange way she was trying to like verbalize like oh your art is like crazy and loose and mine is very Mm -hmm. straight and like perfect and like that's just like who you are and it's like reflected in your art so it wasn't like really like it was kind of a backhanded compliment but i think in her way it was like yeah a nice thing (laughs) but anyways that made me think of that story oh man sculpture class i feel like for a 2d artist sculpture class i think it's good and you should take it because maybe you'll be amazing at it if you're an art student but for me it was like the worst thing ever (laughs) because i was so bad at it like so bad yeah. I felt like it's like when you braid your own hair or you braid somebody else's hair. It's like you have to think about art mm-hmm. so differently because <laughs> it's like tangible in space. And you're like, how do you like put these shapes together to make like an insect mm-hmm. out of metal? I don't yeah. know. Like it's hard. <laughs> Christina, did you have anybody that just kind of like popped into your mind? Um, Yeah, there was <laughs> there was a... like a voice teacher that I had in college um and maybe that's I don't know I guess that's fine college that's kind of like childhood at this point right (laughs) um and it wasn't like um it wasn't like she told me something it was more like I it was more like what she didn't say I think to me um and I I just I never felt like I had like support in the same way that like I saw other mm-hmm. students having from her um, and that I feel like that like always kind of like stuck with me. Like, why, what did she not see in me? Or like, why didn't she do this? Or like, why was she like late to my lesson? Or like, you know, there were just things that I feel like made me feel like not as important and that like mm-hmm. always kind of yeah. stuck with me. And then that led to like, oh, well, is it because I'm not as good as like this other student? Like she doesn't see this potential or whatever and like so that's what I had um for that yeah it I feel like sometimes the people that are most like shipwrecking confidence like the term that she was saying they're not doing it intentionally but it's kind of like a accidental thing almost like they're not really thinking about what they're doing or saying it's just like oh Mm -hmm. so it can be demoralizing but um who was a person who what, get, who was a good role model? And um, so we're jumping to question uh, 16 on this sheet. The mentor who gave me a good role model was fill in the blank. Um, so I'm going to say her name because she's awesome. She's my art teacher um, in college. Her name was Lindsay McCullough. And she just was like, yeah, if you want to do art, do art. You just need to work super hard at it. It's just, it's a problem and you can figure it out. Like she... She does really amazing work, and it's also very, um, and she works incredibly hard at it. And she was one of the first artists that I saw who was like, yeah, you got to put, like, hours in a day. Like, you got to do it for hours to get really good at it. And focused a lot on the work ethic part of it, where some teachers were more like, you know, when you feel it, then it'll come. Um, So I really appreciated that about her. I think that was one of the biggest things for me in growing as, like, a person in general is when, like, I realized that you don't, it's not just, like, raw natural talent. 
And there was always like kind mm-hmm. of just like this pride of like if you do something last minute and it's still great, that's how you know like you're really good at something or if you're like really undisciplined. And I don't think it was until Yeah. And I think that's because we have a sister, Noelle and I have a sister who really prides herself on being great at stuff and doing it all last minute. And so like I think just kind of like that mindset was We do? We do. Oh. Um <laughs> like yeah that one um and so like I think just kind of that idea of like I need to not like work hard at this it just needs to come out and if it's not coming out naturally then I'm not meant to do it um but that idea of like um discipline and growth and like your starting point is just your starting point you have to grow from there I had three really good mentors. Um, One was my Aunt Meg. I went down a couple summers and lived with her in Atlanta as like a nanny. And she's a professional photographer. She's really good. She like um, Mm -hmm. works for um, University of Georgia, but she also like has photographed like I think all the presidents except for Trump maybe. And like she got into like an argument with um, Justice... Which which justice did she get in an argument with, Noel? You know, I want to say Scalia. No, it was the Sandra. Uh, oh, not oh. Sotomayor. The other but one. Anyway, the other woman one. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, and just her work is awesome, and she really encouraged me in photography, and like took me alongside, and was like, "No, you can do this and stuff," and ta- gave me my first camera, a film Nikon, um, and then my grandmother taught me piano and was really encouraging to me to pursue piano and to, um, compete with it and to, um, and just really believed in me. And then my last one is, uh, Noelle. Noelle always encourages me in my art and that I can do it. Cause I think of Noelle as like, Oh, she's the charmed glowing artist <laughs> person. And I'm the person who, you know, I'm supposed to eat dirt and line the ground. So <laughs> Noelle always like, encouraging me and telling me to like um that I can do it and to pursue it and to have like a gross mindset it's like really good you're probably the most positive artistic influence in my life that's so funny because like from my perspective as a kid I was like man everything comes so easy to back (laughs) that she just spends five hours on it and it's amazing (laughs) but no (laughs) (laughs) but um, what about you, Christina? Can you think of a really good mentor that just encouraged yeah. you? Um, yeah, I had a teacher in college. Um, and it's kind of funny, like the juxtaposition of these teachers, but she was um, she was kind of like the jazz teacher that I had. And she, um, so it was like very different than the other stuff I was studying. And I think I met her my sophomore year. Um, her name is Paula, Paula Wyatt. And she, she had like these, um, combo groups that she did. And I started taking piano from her and then she was like, you know what? Like you should sing, like you should sing with the group. And we like, we could use like a singer or something. Um, so I started doing that and it was just like fun. I think that was like the best part. It was like so different than, what I was like studying and, um, just like this, there wasn't as much structure and like, she was just so encouraging. She just always made me feel, she just made me feel like I could, I could do it. And like, I could do anything if I worked hard. Um, and yeah, she just really meant 
a lot to me. She actually passed away, which was like really hard. And I feel like that oh. kind of like showed me because I remember once she, when she passed, like I like realized how much of like a presence she had like in my life in that space of like encouragement um, and like mentorship. So, mm. what about you, Anna? Um, yeah, I had um, a teacher right before. I entered, I think, my senior year of high school because um, I was trying to get into this honors art class. So my mom found this lady who taught at, like, this, like, homeschool place, this, like, art teacher, and um, I would, like, go to her house, and she was a widow, and it was just really cool to, like, an artist, like, in her art studio and, like, just... She was just such a, like, a really creative, cool lady, but she had such a rich life, and um, she was very close with her son, who did, like, stained glass art, and, like, one day he was there and was, like, showing us stained glass art, which is, like, really hard, and I was like, this is incredible. So, um, she was definitely, like, a really positive influence. She was always, always, always so encouraging of me, and I think that gave me the confidence I needed, because when I got into the Honor Studio Art class that teacher just like was the one that really just tried to ruin my yeah. artistic like um expression basically she was just like really 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 negative all the time but just to me oh um oh. and then i had a writing teacher in college who i did um an independent study with and he was very supportive. He was a very, very strange guy, like very strange. He was a Haitian voodooist and um, he really cared about my writing. And I was writing from a place of like, I grew up in a Christian homeschool household. Like, this is like my writing, like this, I'm writing what I know. And he was always like very supportive of it and very like, yeah, this is like cool stuff. And I was like, really? I feel like this is very strange. And he was like, no, but I mean, considering his life, mm. I feel like maybe it was kind of normal. Um, but he always was really, really encouraging. And one like random thing is like I had told him about um, this in missions trip I wanted to go on and to India. And I was like, yeah, like I really want to do this trip. Like I really feel like I'm supposed to go, but like I just don't know if I can do it. Like maybe it's a bad idea. And he was, like, one of the people that was, like, you need to do this. And I remember being, like, um... Yeah. Like, do you even know? Like, it's, like, against everything you stand for. Um, but it was just really cool to, like, have his support on so many different, like, levels. Like, as, like, a young woman and, like, as a writer, as, like, a young person, like, yeah. growing. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think when I think back on people that made a really big impression on me, Lindsay McCullough did just because like she had that like yeah you just need to work really hard and I remember a lot of people in the class were like oh, this is art class it's supposed to be easy and she was like like all of you guys can be amazing artists it just depends on how much time you put into it like I think oh, she said Malcolm that one day Gladwell, when someone was like 10,000 hours thing you just gotta be yeah proficient. she was a big Malcolm Gladwell oh, fan. Was she? yeah and <laughs> yeah and she was just like just you know you know, and she was very, she was one of the first people that kind of I met that was like, oh, she's organized. Like she has a routine and she like gets up and runs and then does like, 
And I was really impressed by that, how structured her life was. And it was just really encouraging to me. And a couple other mentors along the way did that too. But she was like the first one I thought of. Um, any more thoughts on good role models, mentors? You can share more than one. I shared three. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess like I will say, I know we skipped over like some of the other questions, but I will say I always felt like um, something I am thankful like to my parents for is they've never like tried to stop me from doing anything creative or like mm-hmm. been discouraging. And I think that has almost like meant more than um or as not more but as much as people that have been like mentors and encouraging because I've like seen that with friends or just kind of like the fear that parents can have like for their children trying creative things um Mm -hmm. and it may be there but like they don't voice it to me and that's great (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah I don't know something to add in a different kind of like mentor way yeah yeah. Sometimes like the unsaid things, like your your music teacher who didn't say anything, but the unsaid things or your parents right. didn't say the things like those speak more than the actual words. Yeah, totally. All right. So um, this week they had a really good um, exercise that I felt was really helpful. The goal search one, because I feel like I'm one of those people like I will practice my craft forever and ever and ever. I will draw every day and I will paint and But when it actually comes to like, okay, well, what do you actually want? I actually want to be an artist and like a fine artist and I want to show in a gallery. Okay, how do you do that? And I felt very like, oh gosh, um, actually have to do some work. So um, name your dream. So my dream is to be an artist and show in a gallery. What about you, Becca? (laughs) That's so immediate. Um, want to be a professional published writer. What about you, Anna? Yeah, I wanted, I said I wanted to be, um, published. We'll see. It's so hard to say. Yeah. You're so confident yeah. and sparkling a while. Yeah. No, I had to like force myself. <laughs> I was like, I have to say it out loud. Um, what about you, Christina? What's your like? Uh, I said a lyricist, um, for musical theater. Mm. have a show on Broadway. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Name one concrete goal that signals to you it's accomplished. So for me, that would be in a gallery. Um, Becca, you said published, and Annie said published. I guess we answered that question. Yeah, like regular published. Regular published? I mean, like, not just like, um, so like, I mean, I was published in, like, kind of like sporadically with things but just like university like periodical things that nobody ever reads kind of stuff so not just like the oh five years ago i had this one thing pop you know like yeah like oh three years ago i wrote this one thing for the newspaper they published but kind of like more of like a regular thing Mm. yeah so in a perfect world where would you like to be in five years in relation to your dream in true north i keep thinking of entangled when they're like i have a dream no. Okay. I said um, book deal and published with second book on the way. Wow. I don't know who yeah. I really was last night. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have like really bad carpal tunnel, and like writing was so hard. Uh, I was like, yeah. 
I think I'd like to be in a gallery in five years. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but in a gallery. What about you, Christina? For me, I put, um, like, collaborating regularly, which sounds, like, really strange, but I kind of, that was kind of my concrete goal, too, just because I feel like for that type of thing, collaboration is, like, such a big part, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, like, why, like, I moved here to, like, have that, and so I think that's, like, a big signifier for me, so if I was, like, doing that regularly with either a team or, like, a co-writer or something, that would be, like, a goal accomplished. Yeah. Becca, did you answer this question? Nope. Sorry. I was hoping you'd skip me. Um, so <laughs> I think... Uh, <laughs> mine was, like, really maybe unambitious when I said a short story written and published. I didn't even do a book or a second book. <laughs> like, not, a, not a novel? I know, but novel? I feel like that's five years is a really short amount of time. <laughs> For me, I'm writing Long a second time. book. I don't know how time works. <laughs> yeah, Anna's on her second book in five years. Get with the program, Macaulay. <laughs> okay, maybe a novella. A novella written. Um, <laughs> in this world that we inhabit now, what actions can you take this year to move you closer? Describe this action in detail. So for me, I think to get in galleries, probably the first step would to be to submit to galleries. <laughs> um, so is this the one week or the one month? Uh, this one? is the one. This is this year. So this year, what can we do? Oh, okay. So okay, okay. like just apply, just put my work out there, I think, um, and apply to galleries. What about you, Becca? This year, what can you do to accomplish your short story? So, like, um, what I put was I need to, like, schedule a regular time instead of just doing mm-hmm. a sporadic, like, oh, here's a thought, or, oh, Noelle says I have to write this by tomorrow, so I'll write it, you know, <laughs> like, but to make it into a rhythm in my life. What about you, Anna? Um, <laughs> I got really ambitious last night. So That's I was good. It's like- good. I like ambitious <laughs> Anna. She's awesome. She's good. I don't know what was happening. Um, but I said I was going to find a literary agent and then get paid to write the story. You know how you can just like sell them your idea? Yeah. And then write it. So I feel like if I sold my idea, then I'd be like, oh, I really need to, like, I've got to do this now. Yeah. But mostly I thought this because I was watching a TV show, Working Mom season four, shout out. Also, there is language in that, so do not watch it around young children, and I'm sorry about that. But anyways, so one of the moms, like, gets a book deal to, like, write a book, because she's, like, a psychiatrist, um, about, like, how she, like, parents her teenage daughter, and she put her, her teenage daughter in um, activities jail, because she, like, lied, or, like, several times, and then, like, if the kid was, like, late to like connectivity or fell asleep she would do an instagram takeover on her daughter's story and be like hi it's allison's mom again and this is another chapter of like losing it all and i was like oh my god so she's like writing she gets like this agent and she starts writing this book and i was like oh like why don't i do that yeah and that's the I feel only like- reason i, I feel like if anybody like was to becca could do this too but anna could also like sell a book idea and, like, someone to pay you. I think you could do that, too, Becca, uh, by the way. But, like, Anna's so this, like, yes, I am so positive. I believe in myself. I can do it. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I and had Becca this idea just... for 20 years, and I wrote 
two pages of it in 20 years. So I feel like my pace is really good. Yeah. Got a good pace. You only need another 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. When you're yeah. 50. The hard part is like when you sell the book, like you can't change from it. And that sometimes as you write, the story goes in a different direction. Mm. So I feel like that's something I really need to yeah. start writing right now. What about you, Christina? In a year, what actions could you take? Um, I think just like finishing projects that I start and don't finish. Um, mm. so like, yeah, in a year I need to like finish a project. Yeah. Um, what action can you take this month? Me? Becca? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just like make a time for it. Be like, okay. Thursday yeah. mornings. Yeah. Have to write. Um, I think that's, yeah, like actually work on the big projects for me, like actually work on paintings and not just like draw, I think will be something for me. It's like make sure that like it's easy for me to schedule time for drawing because I can do kind of jump in and jump out of that. But with like painting, it's more difficult. But So be better about painting regularly. What about you, Anna? What actions can you take this month? Um, I said write the first couple of chapters and like try to get an outline so and again i re- i said all of this i'm gonna babysit yeah. <laughs> we'll see yeah. how this goes we have so much time because you'll be on maternity leave that's a joke right you have so much time because you'll be breastfeeding you're gonna be breastfeeding when i'm so much time <laughs> yeah you can just write <laughs> in the middle of the night i got so much time that is a joke okay um Becca, you answered this. So what about this week? What what are you going to do this week to work towards your dr- overall so dream? So much pressure. I like things staying in the hypothetical. This is like now <laughs> yeah, right? freaking out. The yeah. rubber is meeting the road in this chapter. <laughs> like, I feel like we swapped because, like, I usually take things as, like, a this is too much. Like, I don't want any commitment. Like, don't put me down for that. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we switched somehow. Yeah. So this week, what are you going to do? Uh, Anna will start. Have time. (laughs) I will write. There you go. Which this is also going to get a lot easier after next week because then school will be over and I won't be like doing seven Zoom calls a week or a day. Seven Zoom calls a day. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I could this week write during one of James's nap time. You could. You could. Good. And can and will. Yeah. What about you, Anna? What? um, What? could you do this week i said um begin mapping out the storyline because <gasps> that's i have that written down too yay i feel like that's like one of like the least like um like imposter syndrome things that you can do you're like i can write like a basic storyline mm-hmm. like okay and it's like not very intimidating you don't have to write like so many words on a page it's just like you write out like the thing and that's usually how I can like trick myself into being like, this is a great idea. And then like write a couple pages. So yeah, we'll see if that works. <laughs> what about you, Christina? Um, for me, just, yeah, setting time aside and like finishing a song, like year, if year is finishing like a project, there's a lot of songs that have to be written in that time. So I think it's hard. Cause like, I know, some of them will not work. And so like before I even start, it's like, oh, this might not even work. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, having the motivation to like know that the more I, I get yeah. out, the more yeah. I have to choose from. And then like, what can we do today? Well, I feel like today just saying it out loud and then putting it into the like universe is kind of like a really big thing for me is like, what do you actually want? I actually want to be a gallery artist. Like I want to be in a gallery. That's just saying that I feel like is really big for me because it's like, I can just be like Van Gogh. I'll just be soups famous when I die. Like, but that's not actually what I want. I think I might actually have a gallery connection for you in Cumberland. Oh, no, don't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to make this, it real. Like, art gallery. Like, well, anyway, I'll talk to you about it later. And, I mean, that's uh, everything I dream is to have a gallery showing in Cumberland, Maryland. It's the um, pinnacle of artistic achievement. The pinnacle, but, yes. But, you know what? That's baby steps, right? And, like, that would just be – that would be amazing to get in the show. Um, to have a show at a gallery or something. Um, I don't really care where it is. That's not part of the dream. The dream is just to be in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then it talked about lister dreams, which I thought was a little bit um, redundant, and then make the plan, which we just kind of talked through. And it, she talked about have a role model and talk about your role model a little bit. So I know so many great artists, and I follow a lot of great artists. One of the artists that I really like is an artist named Emily Jeffords and her work is good. I don't think her work, it's not what I want to do with my work, but I really like her artistic process and how positive she is with it and how she like also is a wife and a mother and she shows like she has a good, I think yeah, what I'm trying to say is I know some artists who are kind of like, I am an artist, and everything else is just kind of like, you know, extra. But she's like, you know, this is a piece of my life, and this is a piece of my life, and this is a piece of my life, and doesn't become consumed with it, it looks like. So I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, she, like, doesn't compartmentalize yeah. like pieces of her life. She has a good balance. Yeah, it seems like she has a good balance, which I want to have. I want to have balance. Um, what about you, Anna? Did you have a role model that came to mind? Wait, what number is this one? We're still on um, goal search, the steps. This is step six, list your dream, which we just talked about, and then select a role model. Awesome. Oh, yeah, select a role model. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I also have role model written down. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I don't know where we are. Um, I said Don Miller slash Shauna Nyquist. Um... Tom Miller wrote Blue Like Jazz. He has since become like a marketing guy and he's doing stuff with that and whatever. But I really liked Blue Like Jazz. Um, and then I love Shauna Nyquist. It's so funny um, you brought it up because I made Derek or Derek and I listen to Blue Like Jazz when we drove down to see Christina in Nashville. Oh, so, really? You know, that's kind of like just a funny mm-hmm. like. I feel like that whole trip sounds like such a like we like saw the eclipse in Nashville. That's oh my god! See the eclipse and to force Christina right. to go back to watching a horror movie. But there you go. Yeah, I I really like Blue Lake Jazz. I think I read it in like college, and then I was like wouldn't shut up about it. Um, I think it was such like a well written book, and then um, I read. Bittersweet by Shauna Nyquist, which looking back now, it's like a season book. You can't just like pick it up and read it and like it's not going to hit the same for everyone. It hits 
in a specific season. So, like, I read it, and it hit in a good season when I, like, needed to hear it. And then I made, like, everybody read it. And, like, everybody was like, this is not working for me. Like, why did she want me to read this? And I was like, what? And then I realized, like, oh. And then I think it's Shauna's books because then her next book, um, President of Perfect, that's her most recent book. And I read it and didn't hit for me, but it hit for a lot of other people. So, anyways, um... I really like her, though. I think her writing is really cool. Also, she recently moved to New York, and I love reading about her journey there. So um, that's those are my mentors. <laughs> they didn't ask to be a mentor, so I just signed them up. <laughs> you just took them. <laughs> what about you, Becca? Do you have somebody who's like, yeah, I would really like to be a writer like how this person's a writer? Mm. That's I can't just say great question. Um, I don't know. I think I need to think about that. I mean, obviously Jane Austen, um, but I feel like I should probably think of someone more contemporary. Just read a lot of old, where like you know more about their process. Maybe that's a great question. I will work on that and get back to you. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> next week, we'll, have a, we'll start with that. Next yeah, week. that's good. Do you have someone, Christina? Oh, Madeline Langle. I read her book. Mm -hmm. That was so good. (laughs) Reading her book, Circle of Quiet. Yeah, definitely. her book. Langle. It's right there. Can you see it? There it is. Love her. Walking on Water is like my all-time favorite book. Yes. I read that book every year. Yes. Why did I not think of that instantly, Madeline (laughs) Langle? Yeah, she's great. And she writes fantasy stuff that's really interesting and like, not cliche and her creative mm. process is so interesting yeah definitely madden madeline langle good yeah she's baller just baller um and that's how she would describe herself too is a baller <laughs> obviously baller obviously <laughs> <laughs> you, Christina? always like reading circle of quiet i was like is she really is she being completely self-aware right now it feels very like <laughs> mm. i know very charmed sparkly life but anyway i don't know um yeah i had i had two like very different ones um so when i moved here i started reading joan didion Mm, love her and like fell in love with her i don't know why i hadn't read her prior so i've been like going through her books and i just like i love how she writes and like um her just like her mind it's like crazy I think how it works um so that was one like kind of on the the writing side and just like did you write this I don't know just like reading about her mm-hmm. in New York has been like really cool too because I don't know I feel like I can relate yeah um and then I had Anais Mitchell who wrote Hadestown which is a musical and um it's funny because it's like it's not my favorite I I saw it last year uh, or this year and it's not like my favorite show it's really good but I think just the fact that she's a woman Mm -hmm. doing it and there's like not a lot it's like pretty difficult still in that sphere um and she like wrote the music and the story and she like has kids and she is a touring musician um so just kind of like that like Mm -hmm. no big deal (laughs) yeah right like no big no big deal um yeah, so just like that, kind of going back to balance and just like, I think I, 
my mind goes a lot of times to like, oh, like having kids or like, oh, how would I do that? It'd be so hard. And like then seeing women like do it. Yeah. And like still being them and like still going after like you guys are doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are my two. Yeah, those are good. I just finished reading uh, Joan. How do you say your last name? Didion. 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 Didion? I yeah, I just finished reading one of her books. I liked it a lot. Which one? The, oh gosh, Blue something. Was it The Year of Magical Blue Thinking? Nights. Okay. Blue Nights. About her daughter. That one's yeah. so good. It's really good. It was really sad. I read The Year of Magical Thinking, like, right after Tisha and I got married the second time <laughs> for a wedding celebration. And it's like, a really sad book and I was yeah. didn't know so I'm like I'm just like high in my life like just had our big wedding celebration I'm like reading it and I'm like ah, and like every chapter yeah. gets worse and sadder it's so good that was the first but, one um, it, she's a good writer yeah I have not read her but I'm now inspired that I should you should she, she's NPR good. Like her. she reminds me mm. she reminds me a lot of Madeline Langle she's my role model necessarily five minutes ago yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, morning pages. How did they go this week? Mm-hmm. I did them this week. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I only did them four days in the last week. I was a little disappointed in myself, but it's okay. I don't have to be perfect. The four days is still really good. Yeah. It's, I think yeah, this week I wasn't as good as last week. I think I did, had four days as well. Yeah. This was my comeback week. Though, I am almost done with my journal. Like, look at this. Oh, yeah. I'm running out of space. That's the best feeling. When we started this, yeah, this is everything I've written since we started this. Yeah. Christina. I, like, had to. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, Christina, do you do morning pages? Um, so I... Not, like, in this official way, maybe. Like, I felt kind of bad because I was like, oh, I need to catch up on these morning pages. They're going to ask me. Um, but I have been, like, writing a lot just in the last couple months. And so, yeah, like, yes and no. So I've been doing, like, I guess my own morning pages. Yeah. I should not call them morning pages. I should call them artist pages because they do not always happen in uh, the morning. True. But, Yeah. What about you, Anna? Sorry, you were saying something. I was saying I wrote, like, two pages instead of three. (laughs) Because my hands, I've got really bad carpal tunnel from the pregnancy. Mm. And it's so hard to write. Mm. But then I really want to, and it's helpful because then I have to, like, slow down and think a little bit more. But I I did, like, two pages. So if you feel bad for four, just know, like, most of my pages were two. Okay. (laughs) Did anybody have an artist date this week? Becca, did you have a good artist? Your artist date last week was, like, on point. I don't remember what it was last week. Oh, planting flowers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I read, um, or I finished reading Diary of a Madman by Nikolai Gogol, and I, like, made time for it in the middle of the day and, like, did that, and I was like, oh, this is great. Really enjoyed reading these short stories. Um, But then I felt like I was like, is that even really an artist day? Because I think I would have done this even if I wasn't doing the artist way. So then I was like, maybe this is just me being me and not a date. So then I did another one where I made the like whipped coffee thing everybody is um, drinking on Instagram. Mm. Oh, the like instant coffee thing? 
Yeah, where you take like the instant coffee and sugar with the water and then you whip it and then you put it on top of milk and stuff. Yeah. So I did that one. And that one felt more like I'm doing a date thing instead of like, oh, let's read some grotesque Nikolai Gogol. Was the coffee good? I liked it. But then after I drank it, I was like, I want more. So then I drank regular coffee. So I don't know. It's more like yeah, a latte kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like it a, makes, if you mix it into the milk. It's like a fluffy cold. iced latte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it, but it was like adventure-like, maybe not like make everyday thing. Yeah, it makes also, a mess. Yeah. Also, I don't have a mixer or um, like a hand mixer or like a mixer. So I have to do everything by hand. So when I was like, mm-hmm. which... Derek and I got married almost seven years ago, and we're like, we should buy one, and it's been seven years, so I don't know if we're ever actually going to get one. Um, expensive. You just get, like, a hand one. Yeah, like, the hand yeah. ones are not expensive. This is just simply, like, <laughs> we're dropping the ball on this. Um, so whenever we want to make something whipped, then we have to stand there and, like, whip for forever. Um, but it, it, like, was really fast to make. I don't know why. It's like, the instant coffee you made it, like instantly whipped or something but it just took me like two and i was like oh now it's whipped maybe i'm so strong like it's probably just your super strength (laughs) it's good what about you anna did you have an artist date this week so i can't decide which one is more of an artist date kind of like becca (laughs) like i don't know which of these two activities is better because i cut dj's hair but that's because of quarantine but i also really wanted to do it um and it's the first time I cut his hair and he didn't shave it off. So that was really nice. Um, then I also... <laughs> what? Derek shaved his head. Really? Yeah. DJ was going to shave his. I was like, just give me a chance. And then I was like cutting. He got like, he got like really um, like aggro sometimes. Like, he's like, we got to do things really fast right now. Or <laughs> no, we're not doing it. Like, it has to be really fast. And so he was, like, really aggro. But I was like, let me just pick her. And so he, like, was like, fine. So he's, like, watching this, like, uh, interview with Elon Musk. And then I'm, like, cutting his hair as fast as I can. Because he's like, we don't have a lot of time. So I'm, like, going so fast. And then we're doing it on the porch. And it gets, like, really dark. And I get to the point where I'm, like, cutting the top of his hair. And I, I love his curls, but I couldn't see it was dark and I'm going fast and I ended up cutting off like all of its curls so that's why it's like really short (laughs) so it turned out good but it was like way shorter than I intended um but like it was just so funny because I was going Mm. so fast (laughs) and he was like cold too and he was like shivering and I was like I'm sorry I just wanted to cut your hair so um that was one thing I did and then I made blueberry muffins the other day because I just was like craving Mm blueberry muffins like just had to have them but i don't know if that was like a pregnancy th- probably a pregnancy. <laughs> me. so i don't know baking or cutting the hair whatever one you think is more of an artist state that was like, you gotta bake hair into the muffins and you can cut his hair while baking muffins <laughs> <laughs> two and one uh, gross uh, <laughs> um christina did you have an artist date? um yeah, I think so. Um, so yesterday I, I have not like played the piano in a while. Just, I've had that nanny job and like Patrick's been using like his studios in our bedroom where the piano is. So it's like, 
space is just like really tight and time and like there's really no excuse but I haven't done it um and yesterday Patrick went for a bike ride and I just like was like I'm gonna use this time I'm gonna sit at the piano I'm just gonna sit (laughs) I'm gonna do something um and it was like really emotional actually it was really weird just like you know it's like coming back to a friend it's very strange yeah I've Um, started playing the piano more during quarantine than I normally do and it just felt like that was like coming back to a friend mm-hmm. yeah. so that was mine and like I I feel like if you sit like you will get something done and I did and it was great um mm-hmm. so I need to sit more at the piano yeah I feel like that's one of the things that Julia Cameron just like does really well is like just sit with your art and spend more time on it than you think you should maybe like don't just do yeah 10 minutes try and do more yeah it's like if you build it they will come (laughs) so not gonna lie my artist date this week was super lame so i apologize but i um have been going for runs and walks a lot lately even though i really hate running but it's the only kind of exercise that i can really do right now and uh I took a walk and I had my phone with me and there's just like this moment where I could hear all of these birds singing. It was really early in the morning. Well, not really early. It was like seven. And it was, so I recorded the birds on my phone and just like listened to it later that day, like at night. I was like, oh yeah, the birds are so pretty. Like just singing because there's not as much traffic where we're at. Um, now that everybody's in quarantine, like we live near a couple of big factories and stuff. So usually you can't hear birds. There's not usually birds around, but I don't think the factories are producing right now, which is sad for the factories and their employees and all that. But the, um, the bird singing is really nice. So I've been like making sure to open the windows so we can hear the birds sing. And that was my artist date. That is so ethereally beautiful. Yeah. But not a lot of worker effort. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like it. I like when you can like stumble into an artist date. Yeah. Like my shower last week. <laughs> oh, I did different. take like a lot longer shower and did like a facial mask and everything after we recorded that. I was like, I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Creatives. If you enjoy our show, we would love it if you left us a review on whatever platform you're enjoying it on. If you would like to have an interaction with us and share your own artistic journey, we would love that. You can find us at coffee underscore and underscore creatives on Instagram. Again, that's coffee and creatives. Thank you for listening.